I believe one should want and expect their output to be of top-notch quality in whichever field you're producing in. But when your input in terms of work, stress, and opportunity cost far exceeds the quality of your output, something is off. What's up, folks? What's going on? Welcome to the Spun Today podcast, the only podcast that is anchored in writing, but unlimited in scope. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz, and I appreciate you listening. This is episode 222 of the Spun Today podcast, and it's a free writing session episode. In this episode, I share my writing stats for October and November of 2022. I share a writing tip that I picked up along the way, and I tell you about what I've been reading. I share a Spun Today questionnaire submitted by fellow writer Chance Durant, and I also read and reflect on a free writing piece of mine, which can be found at spuntoday.com forward slash free writing. Stick around for all that good stuff, but first, here is a quick way that you can help support the Spun Today podcast if you so choose. Your support means a ton. It helps us keep the lights on here in the proverbial Spun Today studios. It also helps me focus on the creative endeavors that I love, like writing, and producing this podcast. So here's a quick way that you can help support the show, and then we'll jump right into the episode. If you want to help support the Spun Today podcast financially, you can do so by going to spuntoday.com forward slash support. Here you'll find a few different ways that you can do so. You can shop on Amazon, but first go to my website, spuntoday.com forward slash support, click on the Amazon banner, which will take you to Amazon's website where you do your shopping like you normally do. It will not cost you anything extra, but I will get credit for driving traffic to their website. Another cool way that you can help support this show is through Patreon, where you can set up reoccurring donations to my podcast, whether it be $1 per show, $2 per show, etc. And depending on how much you choose to pledge, you will receive some Patreon perks in return. Things like free writing pieces, free bookmarks, free digital copies of my books, etc. Again, my Patreon link can be found at spuntoday.com forward slash support. You can also set up similar reoccurring payments via my Ko-fi page. And if you want to send a one-time happiness bomb donation, if you will, you can do so via my PayPal link. Again, all of which can be found at spuntoday.com forward slash support. My writing stats. After an atrocious few months that I went over during the last free writing session episode of the Spun Today podcast. After those horrible middle of the year months, horrible in terms of output, I stepped up my writing game a respectable amount. I could definitely do better, definitely do more, but I'm not mad at these numbers. For October 2022, I wrote 18 out of the 31 days of the month for a writing percentage of 58.1%. And for November of 2022, I wrote 11 out of the 30 days of the month for a writing percentage of 36.7%. And I could use the excuse of getting into holiday mode, Thanksgiving and all that jazz if I was a pussy, which I am, so I will. (laughs) But honestly, even at that 36.7%, still a large improvement over those summer months. So let me pat myself on the back, at least a little bit, just a touch. 
And those are my writing stats for October, November of 2022. The writing tip that I'm sharing with you fine folks for this episode comes from the closing remarks of Joyce Carol Oates' masterclass. Now, if interested, I did a breakdown of her masterclass a few episodes ago where I cherry picked some of my favorite pieces of advice and certain tips that resonated with me. So if interested, definitely go back and check that out. I believe that was episode 218 of the Spun Today podcast. But this right here is some welcomed advice that I've been letting marinate in the dome for a while. And this is based on my paraphrased notes, but the essence of what she said definitely shines through. She said, writing should feel pleasurable and fun and exploratory. Before you write, think excitedly about what you'll be working on. Writing is a spiritual manifestation of something deep within us. Don't have expectations, accept the pleasure of writing and possibly sending your work out there and finding your audience. Very well said and definitely some welcomed advice that I needed to hear because I don't know about you guys, but for me, oftentimes I get lost in the weeds of what I'm doing, which is where I like to be, objectively speaking, working through the process, feeling busy, feeling like I'm working towards something, but I admittedly don't step back enough and zoom out to just appreciate, appreciate what I've done, appreciate what I'm able to do in terms of just having the freedom and the time to making the time to work on something that I generally love to do. I mean, if you guys listen to the free writing session episodes of this podcast, you know, I bitch at myself all the time for not writing enough, which on one hand is true from a productivity standpoint and when viewing things through that lens. But this piece of advice from Joyce was a great reminder of why I do it in the first place, why I'm sure most of you do, which is just the love of the game and how fun it can be in the moment, not just in hindsight, not just after you accomplish certain goals or complete certain pieces, but in the moment while you're doing it, that's the fun part. And that's what I want to remind myself of what I should be basking in. So thank you, Joyce Carol Oates. And I linked to her masterclass in the episode notes if anybody wants to check it out. What I've been reading a couple episodes ago, episode 219 of the Spun Today podcast, I broke down watching Roadrunner, the Anthony Bourdain documentary. And in that episode, I broke down a bit of his background and how he became who he was, including an article that he wrote that led to a book deal that became Kitchen Confidential, his bestseller, that catapulted him into the limelight and the the rock star chef that he became known for. That article was a New Yorker article written by Anthony Bourdain on April 12th, my birthday, 1999, titled Don't Eat Before Reading This. And that's what I've been reading. If you're a listener of this show, you know that I am an Anthony Bourdain fan, especially from a writing perspective. He was a deep and masterful storyteller and the thoughtful communicator. And I just wanted to share a couple of excerpts from the article that resonated with me and that I couldn't help hearing in my head in that Anthony Bourdain voiceover from his show Parts Unknown while I was reading it. And the article's great because aside from drawing you in the way Anthony Bourdain does so well, 
he gives you this behind the scenes raw look at the restaurant life. He shits on it by depicting it warts and all while simultaneously fiercely defending it and proclaiming his love for it. That's essentially what I got from it anyway, but here's some great takeaways. Quote, the chef orders his seafood for the weekend on Thursday night. It arrives on Friday morning. He's hoping to sell the bulk of it on Friday and Saturday nights when he knows that the restaurant will be bu- will be busy. And he'd like to run out of the last few orders by Sunday evening. Many fish purveyors don't deliver on Saturday. So the chances are that the Monday night tuna you want has been kicking around in the kitchen since Friday morning under God knows what conditions. When a kitchen is in full swing, proper refrigeration is almost non-existent. What with the many openings of the refrigerator door as the cooks rummage frantically during the rush, mingling your tuna with the chicken, the lamb, or the beef. And having been someone that worked in restaurants many years ago, I could definitely attest to all that. (laughs) This next one's hilarious. He goes, quote, people who ordered their meat well done perform a valuable service for those of us in the business who are cost conscious. They pay for the privilege of eating our garbage. In many kitchens, there's a time-honored practice called save for well done. And in that section, he's, he's speaking to like cuts of meat that are veiny and, and tough and full of ligaments. And those are the ones that get quote unquote saved for well done, which of course are the savages that don't know how to appreciate a medium rare cook of meat. This next one speaks to some restaurant business math. He goes, in the restaurant business, every item of cut, fabricated, or prepared food should earn at least three times the amount it originally cost, if the chef is to make his correct food cost percentage. And I know that's similar to on the bar side, where at least in places that I worked, bottles were at a minimum a a 300% markup. And it depends, you know, the fancier the place, the higher the markup. So if you have a $50 bottle of liquor, for example, the cost per drink that is made with that bottle of liquor should add up to at least $200 by the time that bottle is empty. So that's a similar type of mentality in the kitchen side. I love this next one. He's like uh, shitting on brunch and how it's a restaurant owner's way to try to make money. But from the chef's perspective, he says, quote, Nothing demoralizes an aspiring escoffier, which I had to look up, by the way, it means like French chef, faster than requiring him to cook egg white omelets or eggs over easy with bacon. You can dress brunch up with all the focaccia, smoked salmon and caviar in the world, but it's still breakfast. I love how like true he is to the quintessential chef in how like snooty and arrogant he is towards that kind of thing i've definitely known a few chefs and that air of confidence is not something that any of them lack and i like this line he goes quote i love the sheer weirdness of the kitchen life the dreamers the crackpots the refugees and the sociopaths with whom i continue to work and i'll end it with this last piece in america the professional kitchen is the last refuge of the misfit It's a place for people with bad pasts to find a new family. It's a haven for foreigners, Ecuadorians, Mexicans, Chinese, Senegalese, Egyptians, Poles. In New York, the main linguistic spice is Spanish. 
Hey, maricón, chupa mis huevos means, roughly, how are you, valued comrade? I hope all is well. Rest in peace, Anthony Bourdain, man. It's a dope article. Like I mentioned before, I will link to it in the episode notes if you want to look it up. It's titled, Don't Eat Before Reading This. Written by Anthony Bourdain for The New Yorker on April 12th, 1999. We have a spun, 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 spun today questionnaire submitted by fellow writer Chance Durant. Chance Durant is a sci-fi fantasy author. You can follow him on Twitter, at Chance Durant, and the number one. You can check out his latest work in progress, sci-fi novel, Construct, on his Kickstarter page, which I have linked to in the episode notes. There you will find a full synopsis of the story, as well as a link to some sample chapters. Chance, thank you very much for taking the time to fill out the Spot Today questionnaire. Other writers or creatives can do the same by going to spuntoday.com forward slash questionnaire. And now let's get into Chance's responses. Question one, relating to your craft, do you remember the first thing you ever wrote or created? If so, what was it? And Chance replied, the first story I wrote was for extra credit in seventh grade about serfs trying to escape from their feudal lord. I've loved writing stories ever since. My first novel was based off of a D&D game, Dungeons and Dragons. I ran for my little brother and cousins. I wrote it when I was 22. It was an okay story, but there's a lot I cringe at when I go back and look at it. And I think we all feel that way about past works. And to be honest, I feel that way about some of the things I'm working on now. <laughs> but truthfully, I'd, I'll take a healthy dose of self-deprecation overthinking that everything I create is gold like Banyan or something. (laughs) It's gold, Jerry, it's gold. Question two, what inspires you to write or create? And Chance replied, I love storytelling. I love the art and history of it going back to people sitting around the campfire passing hours. It's a beautiful thing. That's interesting. That's a, a unique response I don't think we've had before in terms of like that history piece. For me, it's definitely the the art of it and taking an idea and creating something that didn't exist and creating that world, however big or small, and having people hopefully enjoy it. And if I'm lucky, gain something from it, some insight or something. But that's definitely an interesting component, the history of it that I hadn't considered before. Question three, and this is one of my favorite questions of, of the questionnaire. What is a hobby that you have that is unrelated to your craft? And Chance replied, I coach fencing. I teach at a middle school, and about a decade back, another teacher managed to convince the school to start a fencing team. I had never fenced before and loved the idea, so I volunteered to be an assistant coach if I could learn the sport. It's a low-income district, so we have had to do a bunch of fundraising over the years to get equipment, but each year I get an awesome group of kids out there learning to sword fight. And that's definitely a first, 100% in terms of responses for for this question. And it's one that I immediately started picturing A Knight's Tale, one of my favorite movies, Rest in Peace, Heath Ledger. And I also thought about something that I heard probably on a podcast or something that I never really corroborated. And I wonder if there's truth behind this, that certain scholarships give fencing scholarships 
certain colleges do. And since it's not as popular a sport as, say, you know, football, basketball, baseball, etc., the scholarships are actually less competitive. So if you're a young kid in high school looking for an edge on your college application, that's definitely uh, something to consider there, if true. But even that aside, how Chance says that he gets an awesome group of kids out there learning how to sword fight every year, that's to be very rewarding for him. And also, the kids must have a blast. I mean, I could picture myself in junior high having sword fights with my <laughs> with my friends. That would have been cool as shit. Question four. How do you get yourself to sit down and do your work when you're not motivated to? And Chance replied, mostly it's just forcing myself to work. I've written a few books and created a few tabletop role-playing games with NorCal Mythos Entertainment. So we usually have a few different irons in the fire. I just find something that I can get my mind to focus on, creative stuff whenever possible, and editing or number crunching for new systems when I can't get anything original to come out. And that's really cool and helpful advice. I, I read part of Chance's bio where he mentioned that game that he worked on with NorCal Mythos, which is called Carbine Jungle. And there's two others on there, the Hadeus 8B and Chiron's Keep Mission Decks. I'm probably butchering the names, but yeah, I definitely couldn't agree more with having another creative outlet aside from just the writing, i.e. this podcast for me. And it's like, I find just being in the creative mood and mode, one ultimately winds up feeding the other in interesting ways. And then the other non-creative stuff that he mentions, like the editing or the number crunching, which again, I couldn't agree more and is definitely worth highlighting because it's not all, you know, fun and games and just the cool creative stuff. It is the editing of the writing, for example, or in reference to this podcast, for example, not just the recording process, but the notes and preparing prior to recording an episode and then the editing of the episode afterwards and the marketing of it and distribution, etc. So I feel like there's always something that you could work on in reference to your creative endeavor, even when you're not in that creative mood or like Chance mentions, if you're having one of those days where nothing original is coming out, it doesn't mean you have to take an L for the day. You can do something else around it. And lastly, question five. Do you have any advice for other writers or creators, whether they're new, seasoned, or otherwise? And Chance replied, create for the sake of creation. You may succeed and get published. You may fail. But no matter what, you have added another story to the world. That in itself is beautiful. And I could not agree more. Round of applause for that response right there. And Chance Durant, thank you very much for taking the time to fill out the Spun Today questionnaire. Again, folks, follow Chance on Twitter, Chance, C-H-A-N-C-E, Durant, D-U-R-A-N-T, the number one on Twitter. And check out his Kickstarter for his sci-fi novel, Construct, a story about when graduate students develop world-altering technology with the potential to reshape society, which again is linked to in the episode notes. And if you're a fellow writer or creative and want to submit your responses to the five questions in the Spun Today questionnaire. You can do so by going to spuntoday.com forward slash questionnaire. The free writing piece that I'm sharing with you guys today is linked to in the episode notes and can be found on my website at spuntoday.com forward slash free writing. It was posted on the site on December 4th, 2022. 
and I actually wrote it a couple days ago on December 2nd, 2022, while I was on the train on my way to work. It's an aphorism that I heard mentioned on a podcast and I had never heard it before. And I used it as a writing prompt to write this free writing piece. And it's called, don't let perfect be the enemy of good. Here's what I wrote. Perfection is a bitch, isn't it? Is it? I haven't achieved it, so I wouldn't know. But striving for it sure is. I believe one should want and expect their output to be of top-notch quality in whichever field you're producing in. But when your input in terms of work, stress, and opportunity cost far exceeds the quality of your output, something is off. The balance just ain't right. It's at this point that one should recalibrate. How and when did things go so far off the rails? If you're asking yourself that, then you were too bogged down by the process, either by the love or disdain for it. The process draws you in either way. Be conscious of that and remind yourself to zoom out and see where you're at relative to the next goalpost. How do you go about recalibrating once you've determined the what and the why? Very good question. I guess one approach could be outlining your current process. What do you do and for how long? How do you do it? What tools do you use? Then once your SOP, standard operating procedure, is mapped out, start trimming the fat. Analyze each of those individually mapped out components and determine if it's necessary to your process or not. Is it just a bad habit you developed? Can you get from A to Z without negatively impacting the quality of the output? If so, cut it out. If not, consider if there are ways to make efficiency gains within the scope of that facet of your process. And as always, wash, rinse, and repeat often. That's as perfect as you're gonna get. And I wrote that on December 2nd, 2022 at 8.14 a.m. It's a lot of twos in that date. And this is episode 222. Jeez. I like the point that this piece is trying to make, but in reading it again right now, it's definitely written kind of clunky. But on that note, it isn't a polished, edited piece. It's a free writing piece. Hence it being within the free writing section of my website. And like most journaling or free association writing, at least for me, it's mainly advice for myself after some introspection. And I've definitely been feeling stagnant in terms of my writing and my output. So I like this piece of like practical advice at the end, which is to view your process as a SOP or a standard operating procedure. And I'm directly borrowing that mentality from my nine to five, where a part of what I do is looking for process improvements and it's within the finance space. So probably as removed from creative as you can get, (laughs) but, um, I think that systemic approach can be helpful at the very least in terms of streamlining things and trying to make my process more efficient. And in all this piece's clunky glory, I do like this line, a couple sentences in, which is when your input in terms of work, stress and opportunity cost far exceeds the quality of your output, something is off. And I think that's an important point, especially like within the creative space, because it's not just input versus output but also factoring in, or rather it's not just the, the work that you input versus the output, but the intangible inputs should be factored in as well, like the stress and like the opportunity costs 
you know, like for example, those times that you spend an hour or two staring at a blank screen, stressing over this story idea, could that time have been better spent? Could the opportunity cost of that nothing burger have been better spent if I would have switched gears and recorded a podcast instead or re-recorded my stock outro or worked on some new background music, etc. Again, going full circle to what we were speaking about before in terms of when that creative thing is not coming out, there's still a ton of ancillary things around your creative pursuits that you could be working on. And that opportunity cost piece of that sentence there definitely speaks to that. And that, folks, is all I have for you on that specific free writing piece. Don't let perfect be the enemy of good. Again, found at sponsor.com forward slash free writing. And that, folks, was episode 222 of the Spun Today podcast. Thank you very much to each and every one of you for listening. Thank you again to fellow writer and creative Chance Durant for submitting a Spun Today questionnaire. Folks, definitely check out his work. Links are, again, in the episode notes of this episode. And until next time, peace. What's up, folks? Tony here. I hope you're enjoying this podcast as much as I enjoy producing it for you. Here are a few quick ways you can help support this show. You can support the Spun Today podcast by going to spuntoday.com forward slash support. There you'll find my merch section where you can cop the iconic podcasts versus anybody t-shirt in a wide variety of different colors and all different sizes. Also, if you're into cycling, you can cop the super soft, comfortable, minimalist design Spun Today Bike Club t-shirt. Also available in a bunch of different colors and all different sizes. There are a few other designs of different types of t-shirts. Definitely go there and check it out. SpunToday.com forward slash support. It's the merch section. We can also get a dope coffee mug. I have coffee mugs with the brand new redesigned Spun Today logo on one side and the tagline that I end every show with on the other which is start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. The mug is available in both black and white because we don't discriminate here at the Spun Today podcast. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash support and check out the merch section. You can support the Spun Today podcast by checking out my writing. You can go to spuntoday.com forward slash free writing and check out some of my free association writing, which is intended to be some cathartic free writing, but oftentimes doubles down as motivation for myself and others. At spuntoday.com forward slash short stories, you can read a bunch of the different short stories that I've written and actually listen to the audiobook versions of those short stories there as well. Another way you can help support my writing is by going to spuntoday.com forward slash books and checking out what I have in store for sale. Digital copies are available in all formats, whether it be Kindle, iBooks, or a different type of e-reader. You can also purchase paperback copies if that's your preferred reading method. Currently available, I have my nonfiction, Make Way For You, which is a collection of freely written thoughts that were curated and put together as tips for getting out of your own way. Also available is my debut time travel novel titled Fractal. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash books to show your support. Support the Spun Today podcast by following me on social at Spun Today on Twitter, at Spun Today on Instagram. Please also check out and like my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Spun Today, and subscribe to my YouTube page as well. On my YouTube page, not only will you get 
these full-length episodes, but you'll also get to check out some chopped up clips and bonus content. To get to my YouTube page, just search Spun Today on YouTube or click on any of the YouTube icons on the footer of my website. Also, don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever it is that you're listening. It really does help. The Spun Today newsletter is available to each and every one of my listeners absolutely for free. All you have to do is go to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe and drop in your email address. What I'm going to do is brighten up everybody's least favorite day of the week by delivering five curated things within my weekly newsletter every Monday at noon. You're going to receive a photo of the week, a recommended podcast of the week. I listen to tons of podcasts from an array of varied interests. I cherry pick the very best ones so that you can check them out. I also share a video of the week, which can be anything from a tasty recipe to a dope rap battle to an enlightening TED talk. I also share a quote of the week. And finally, for my fellow wordsmiths out there, a word of the week so that you can step up your vocab. Again, this curated list is yours absolutely free by going to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe and dropping in your email address and you can unsubscribe at any time. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe, drop in your email address and you'll get the very next one. If you want to help support the Spun Today podcast financially, you can do so by going to spuntoday.com forward slash support. Here you'll find a few different ways that you can do so. You can shop on Amazon, but first go to my website, spuntoday.com forward slash support. Click on the Amazon banner, which will take you to Amazon's website where you do your shopping like you normally do. It will not cost you anything extra, but I will get credit for driving traffic to their website. Another cool way that you can help support this show is through Patreon, where you can set up reoccurring donations to my podcast, whether it be $1 per show, $2 per show, etc. And depending on how much you choose to pledge, you will receive some Patreon perks in return. Things like free writing pieces, free bookmarks, free digital copies of my books, etc. Again, my Patreon link can be found at spuntoday.com forward slash support. You can also set up similar reoccurring payments via my Ko-fi page. And if you want to send a one-time happiness bomb donation, if you will, you can do so via my PayPal link. Again, all of which can be found at spuntoday.com forward slash support. If you're a fellow creative, a cool way that you can help support the Spun Today podcast and actually be part of the podcast is by filling out my five-question questionnaire located at spuntoday.com forward slash questionnaire. Here you'll find the five open questions related to your craft, your art, what inspires you to create, what type of unrelated hobbies you're into, and what motivates you to get your work done. You can choose to remain anonymous or plug your website and your work. And once you submit your questionnaire, I read your responses on a future episode of the Spun Today podcast. It's completely free at no cost to you. And what I like to say about it is that if your responses could potentially spark inspiration in someone else, why not share that? spuntoday.com forward slash questionnaire. And as always, folks, substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. Thanks for listening. I love you, Aiden. I love you, Daddy. I love you, Grayson. I love you, Daddy.